0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical
1: costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Oral Health Podcast. We've got the second half of our conversation with Dr. Atkins now. Um, we spoke a lot about what postcode lottery means what that term actually boils down to when it comes to dental care and health care and it was such an interesting and um, much needed conversation that it was such an important conversation that we decided it deserved its own spotlight so I really hope that you enjoy Right. So Ben, uh, thank you again for sitting down and having another chat with me. I want to throw another term at you very quickly that um, I think isn't really explained enough. And that is postcode lottery. We hear the term postcode lottery a lot at the Oral Health Foundation and generally, I think just in dentistry. And I want to talk to you a little bit about what that means, because Mm. I don't think it's explained very well. And when you're talking about like, oh, you'll find the higher rates in these pockets of, um, of society, for lack of a better term, of, um... okay. okay, yeah, so this oh, is where a, the 20% it's is. A, and...
2: it's, such a, it's such a way to put, so, so, oh, you live down there, don't you, in that postcode, you, I can't possibly talk to you. You know, it's, that, it's a, <laughs> it is a real, ah. Oh. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. If you, It's a way, for me, of social mapping. It's a term from the media, and I think it shouldn't be underestimated communication to the general public about a message i may not like the term postcode lottery and that puts a lot of barriers up around people however the society understands it's quite simple put it in this way the majority of disease is in the poorest people in society the majority of people live in specific areas and that's a postcode Like it's that you know you can almost put it into something succinct as that Mm -hmm. there's a lot more complicated factors on there we know that but we are now we've moved from if you took if specifically talk about dentistry it's often a funding issue there's a lot more complicated things it's often certain areas of society do not want an NHS dental practice they want a higher end aesthetical fancy pants Uh, beautiful clinic to walk into yes we'd like all the nhs practices like that yes of course we would i I totally understand but there is a limitation on our funds especially in the current climate yeah so we've got to think about targeting our nhs funds into the areas of disease and you look at we're looking more into population management now within the nhs you look at the national association of primary care and they have something called the nhs home which is a very an amazing journey that focuses on population management, and that means that they can then target their funds onto those lower social economic areas, the poorest people in society. And I really find it fascinating. And, and when we we worked with the Department of Health on the last prototype of contracting actually having a chunk of money, which was our money, which we had to focus on following the NICE guidelines. If you had a high, a low decay rate, why do you need to see us every six months? You can be pushed out to two years as an adult. But if you're a high needs patient, we want to see every three months. In fact, some some patients I'd like to come and actually brush your teeth for you, but there we go. But that, that's a, that's a different matter. So for me, looking at the postcode lotteries we talk about is more to do with it's a very good descriptive term there's a lot more complexity in the actual mapping and healthcare services but as a term me as joe public understands i think it's quite a nice nice term
1: mm-hmm.
2: so we've put it, it then it maybe sometimes it, in my eyes it sometimes gets hijacked into a funding thing yeah so it looks at has that council got enough money to spend on the bins? Has that council got to spend on the preventative journey? And that's the, the 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 complexity and the mixing that I struggle with sometimes. It's a bit banded around too much yeah, for everything. Because in my mind, it's actually social economic mapping that really, really works well. But then you bring in where the funding hasn't been spent correctly in the local government or within the NHS that's when it can be a really complicated and I struggle with I've seen situations within the NHS that I obviously didn't understand because I could see a lot of money being wasted
1: yes yeah
2: and when I'm working with such hard to reach patients there we go wrong term again (laughs) (laughs) it gets becomes very frustrating but I also understand the NHS is such a behemoth massive it's so difficult to run and challenging. And I, I have up to respect for the commissioners to do that. So, postcode lottery can be quite a challenging term. When, when used correctly, it's brilliant. It really works well. When it's not, it belittles other areas that we work in. And I've,
1: yeah.
2: Hold on around there a little bit too much. But does that answer your question?
1: No, yeah, that does make sense. Um, one of the things for me, like postcode lottery, means is so just for a little bit of context my background is in um in mental health in in charity but in in mental health support and so to me it reminds me of when I used to have to look at things like needs reports um just to figure out how at risk or how in need the the population that I was helping was so say if there's like the national average is pinpoint down the middle of the line you then have to look at how far your community deviates off that that middle point and then that tells you okay you are in an at need area or the children in your area are lower than average for this or higher than average for that but it all gets really really complicated and detailed when you come into it and look in detail but um yeah it's On the surface, it can, I think, be a little bit of a negative term. So, a point that I really, really want to stress, um, and I I hope that you'll agree with me on this, Ben, is it's not a damning sentence, a postcode lottery, which I think it can come across as sometimes, even with the best of intentions, but if you... If you are born in an area which is full of high levels of poverty, high levels of disease and is on paper a less fortunate area, that does not mean that you are doomed to a life of ill health or a life of misfortune and um, that's a message I really want to get across. You know, it you're not doomed to your circumstances. You have, you have the ability to have better health but really unfortunately some things are going to be a little bit more challenging and that is awful but that's the, the circumstances that we're, we're dealt sometimes and That's why we need to do more to help people that are in these areas and in these situations because they have been dealt a less fair hand than someone else and that's just not fair.
2: It really does make sense. I'll give you another example of it. I was working with a children's charity in Manchester and this was quite a large disenfranchised children's group and I was expecting the worst when I went in. And the parents were bringing these kids to these book clubs. We were sitting down, chatting to them, and they were. It turns out that their children's teeth were spotless, absolutely spotless. I, was, I said, well, "I've gone in the wrong place." They've done it, it, it. That was my my wrong call. Don't get me wrong. We caught a couple of kids. I needed to grab them and pull into the system. But stigma is wrong. It's your judgment. It's who where where you get to is down to your your drive and your tenacity and I see some amazing stories and I try to instill that with my children my children are in a very very fortunate position that and I make sure they're aware of that because you can't judge the book by its cover you can't do that I was lucky enough to work in Salford the majority of my professional career and I I worked with some in some very deprived areas and they, they were amazing. The patients were the nicest people I've ever, ever treated. The, the funny part is <laughs> I always judge people on when I see them if I'm going to get on with them or not. Because I will always get my patients in. I will always go out, shake their hands, see them, how are you doing? And I always judge the patient if I was going to get on with them. If they ask me, then how are you? I say, oh, how are you doing? And If they just say, fine, thank you. And they just walk in. I wouldn't be judging them, but in the back of my mind, I think, "Oh, okay, right, yeah." Obviously, there's lots of other things going. On. They're scared and dentists, blah, blah blah blah. But straight away, someone says, "Hi Ben, how are you doing? You're okay? How are you? How's your day going?" And so, it, 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 it's just a little things. And I found that more people asked me how I was in the lower social economic areas than they did in the hoity-toity business areas. You know, uh-huh. and I knew which patients I wanted to work with. So because I was more relaxed and treated them totally with respect, they used to come down to my reception team. Ben, ben came out and spoke to me like a human being. And Sylvia in my reception goes, yeah, why wouldn't you like Ben? That, that's, that's, that's why patients come back to see him because I treat a high court judge the same as I would be the person you was sending down in the afternoon. You know? Oh, because yeah. It's, life respect. Life's too short. And you, I mean, I've met some amazing people in my life and I'm so lucky to have worked in those areas because it's about respect and you can't judge a book by its covers. And I think that's, that's the big takeaway message. Mm-hmm. And if we all did that, we, life would be a lot, lot easier.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that's a a philosophy that we all need to live by. But unfortunately, some people don't. And yeah. that's a shame for them, to be honest, because they miss of, out.
2: And I also think you've also got to look at someone when they're when they're having... They're maybe a bit brisk to you. What's going on in their life? Do they need a little bit extra five minutes? Because usually, when you scratch a little bit, you realise they're going through some troubling times. And by being that rock and the standard journey, that they can be really happy, and you can be, you can make a difference to those people.
1: I really appreciate you taking the time to sit and talk to me, Ben. As always, it's been brilliant. It always gives a good perspective when you you hear about these things. And I think taking a step back. And like I say, not judging the book by the cover, but it's advice that we all need to follow. And that goes doubly in healthcare, you know, that it's it goes without saying. Thank you again, Ben. Um, it's been a pleasure as always.
2: My pleasure, lovely. And we'll speak soon.
1: Dr Ben Atkins there. It's a pleasure as always to talk to you Ben. I'll link all of his information in the description of the podcast below and if you want some more bespoke oral health advice you can talk to our helpline or you can go to dentalhealth.org to have a look at all the information we've got available online. If you want to learn more about National Smile Month you can go to smilemonth.org or find us on social media. Thank you once again Ben and thank you to you for listening.